0: You're listening to Russ Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human.
1: We get between 8 and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them.
0: So you had to run Sand Run for your first, you become race director and take it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's You know, it's got to be old guy. It in the locker room. I get to spend time with my friend Adam I get to do something
1: with my friend Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time
0: Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue
1: and So we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset And
0: that's okay I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around You rat <laughs>
1: that <laughs> Oh dear God go you're listening to rust belt running i am adam wheeler you can find me on social media at wheels up in cle joined as i always am by andrew Hedinger, who you can find on social media at andrew runs a lot the podcast itself is on social media at rust belt running andrew how are you doing i got i don't know if you heard me but i'm getting my beers ready for tonight and uh i'm ready to go i'm sipping on the year's first conway's irish ale and my god is it good
0: um yeah you were talking about our uh, social media I wanted to bring one thing we we made uh, getting to our um getting to all your favorite podcast platforms very easy with a link tree uh in our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook profiles and so that should be really easy and there's there's a little bit of fun in there too so hope you enjoy that
1: <laughs> yes there is oh man you know before we start let us give a shout out to friend of the pod adam wren we just had adam on i don't know about a month ago maybe yeah something like that
0: yeah and he a little little over but yeah beginning of december
1: yeah i think it was our last episode of the year actually um He and his wife just welcomed their son, Clive Clive Evanston. If ever there was a perfect Indiana name, (laughs) Clive Evanston would be it. And it's really ironic because much of Adam's reporting is following uh, Pete Buttigieg, who's going to be starting his confirmation hearings for transportation secretary soon. It's Pete Buttigieg's birthday as well. So his son is going to share the birthday with really probably Indiana's top political figure right now. So congrats, Adam. Yes, congratulations. Uh, so man, looking-
0: I, I, this is so strange because we're recording on Tuesday the 19th, and when we post this, we have no idea what our world is going to be like in the next five days.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, Interesting. I, I really didn't even want to bring it up just because you and I recorded two weeks ago Uh, and we went to bed not knowing what was going to be happening in the Georgia Senate races. And, uh, and then obviously, you know, terrorists stormed the Capitol. So it's like, I I didn't want to talk about it because tomorrow is supposed to be this and it is going to be this great thing. Um, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know if there's going to be anything going on the next five days that (sighs) we'd rather not talk about. So. Right.
0: I will say, um, I am, I'm happy. I I just had uh, the news on and, uh, it's not like MSNBC or anything for the fake newsers. I mean, it was ABC, I because that's just what was on. So I was just watching it. I, I, and ABC's much more middle of the road than MSNBC or CNN. And so I was uh, I was very happy to see that they are beginning to refer to that group of people as extremists. Yes, I think that is uh, that is good, and I think it's noteworthy that they're
1: um, being called what they are yeah yeah no it's um and it's necessary yes Uh, absolutely it's necessary you need to just like you know the the quote-unquote militias need to be called what they are if you show up to state capitals with ar-15s you're not a militia right that's not how we do things right oh you know what man i was having this conversation with my mom i remember two years ago texting her and saying hey we've hit the halfway point we can get through it and it's been really ugly getting through it and you know we're saying this it's still in the middle of pandemic where many haven't gotten through it but it's all going to be done it's all going to be done
0: it's you know i saw an interesting and this is relevant because we're and this this will transition us into talking about different things which but so real quick adam and i have in the last week texted like maybe eight times yeah which is odd for us um it was a little bit on sunday for the browns game and then um that's basically it we our show prep um was like four text messages about two hours ago (laughs) so um we have done less show prep than usual and i didn't think that was possible but here we are uh and look at what happens i forget where i'm going with that oh so i one thing i'm excited about is boring news stories about uh about the president of the united states and new york times had posted one uh, just a couple of hours ago um wondering if joe biden would be allowed to take his peloton to the white (laughs) house and i'm just like how refreshing is that that that's a story it's a little bit of a fun from the interwebs too yeah Um, because what a ridiculous story but isn't that refreshing i mean my goodness
1: you know what's been refreshing is how quiet it's been since um yes he was banned from everything yes like it's great i was looking forward to it starting tomorrow but we got like a 10-day preview of what it's like and it's It's, fucking fantastic remarkable uh i so, that. Yeah, I just did. So uh
0: yeah, but Peloton I used my uh my my stationary bike I got a couple weeks ago for the first time today. Yeah, how did that go? Uh I forgot how hard it is to ride a bike because really you is. you are working like as a runner, you're working the exact opposite parts of your legs that you use when you're running, which is great because it helps to make you a well rounded, you know individual from a strength perspective. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a great bike. I mean, that was a hell of a deal for 200 bucks. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be good to be able to get some of that cardio in without some of the impact. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what 2021 looks like. We're going to kind of delve back into that. We touched on it for a minute. Um, but, you know, I, I had some thoughts that, um, you know, I wanted to get out into the ether and, uh, talk about with kind of how I think I feel about 2021. I'm processing so much, um, about how to get ready for 2021 from a fitness
1: standpoint and a running standpoint and what it looks like. And I don't know, I just don't. Before but. we get into the heavy stuff, I'm going to interject because you had mentioned fun from the interwebs. I have one more fun from the interwebs. It, are we going
0: I, back to cellmate again?
1: No, no, we're not. No, <laughs> we're not. Um, I, I had found this today after I got done with my run and I was uh, I was on Instagram and Richard Jefferson, formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers, NBA champion Richard Jefferson, yes. formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> his latest post he he tagged the location as the Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary, and the the photo underneath is that that QAnon shaman guy, you know the the Viking horns dude. Yes, he and Richard Jefferson apparently attended the same high school, and the <laughs> the, the caption is: "I was just informed that I'm the second most famous person to go to my high school," and it's a facepalm emoji, and I'm dying laughing. Because he tagged it from the Leavenworth Federal Penitentiary. <laughs> All right, I gotta go find this. When uh, when was this? When it was you... just today. He posted it six hours ago. I am messaging it to you right now. He tweeted it. No, no, uh, Instagrammed oh. it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh. 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 Okay.
1: Oh my god. Oh, that is that
0: is gold. I yeah, I was on his Twitter. I, you know what? I don't even think I follow him on. Um on instagram i follow him on twitter because he wasn't real active on his instagram for a long time but richard jefferson forever in our hearts yes oh that's amazing
1: (laughs) it's great too because you know he's got this 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 viking horns dude just has the typical like dorky high school picture like that i think we all probably have somewhere in our high school yearbooks Yeah, Richard Jefferson. And then a few
0: years later, he's walking around the Senate chambers going, you fucking patriots. (laughs) So glad to see you.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's nice the police treated him so respectfully, though.
1: Yeah, that's a whole other conversation I don't want to get into. I
0: I don't think that cop had much of a choice.
1: No, yeah, no, that's that's a whole other conversation that we could get into. Oh, my gosh, it sure is. But, uh, so let, let's do this. Let's transition and I'll, I'll transition because I was the one who, who texted you the idea. Um, as you noted, we had like no show prep at all. Um, you and I talked last week a little bit about how we're approaching 2021 and just how it's kind of weird because we've, we've flipped the calendar and yet so very much of what's going on feels similar to what was at the end of last year. And, but we're, we're starting to think about running again. And um, we've also talked a lot about the Buckeyes and the Browns and, you know, the Browns lost to Kansas city on Sunday. It, it was a, it was, it was a weird game. It was a winnable game, but it was also a game where I wasn't entirely surprised by the outcome. Um, and after the game, I'm in a group that with uh, thread with some guys. And there's, there's one guy who's like, He's the any given Sunday guy. Like, this is the guy who when the Browns were gonna go 0-16 would be texting us during the preseason and would be like, Man, if like this goes right and this goes right and this goes right and a meteor takes out like half the division, like we could go eight and eight and go to the playoffs. Like it's this guy. And so we were texting To be
0: fair though, that's like half of Cleveland.
1: It's true. No, you're absolutely true. Like Cleveland Brown fans
0: is in, off the charts. I mean,
1: you would have thought they won the Super Bowl and they drafted Johnny Manziel.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Cleveland and optimism go hand in hand for the Browns. It's not true for the Indians or the Cavs. But right. Browns fans, God bless them. Uh, they always believe that like this year is going to be our year. Boy, there was just no, actually
0: decent. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it was, there was a interesting conversation because um he was just he was so like he was so pissed at the way the game went you know you should have won that game and i'm like dude i don't know man pat mahomes was just marching through us and i understand that he got concussed but um you know they still had like a two score lead when that happened so there was this interesting conversation and there were two sides and on one side there was the we should have won this game you know we could have gone to the super bowl. Like, we don't know if anybody's going to like get into a car accident and get hit. And like somebody from the team's not gonna be able to play next year. You got to take advantage now. Then there was the other side that was like, we've been really bad for 20 years and you wanted to lay the foundation and they've done that. And now you can add to that foundation and go forward. And it just got me thinking about like expectations and reality and like in our running how expectations kind of feed the reality that we have with our training. And if there's been instances in the past with our running, where like we went into a race with high expectations and when reality didn't meet it, how do we handle that and how do we handle it when things go really well? So it's kind of going to turn into, I think a wide ranging conversation about not just where we're at, but like where we've been, but it just, it got me really thinking about how, how expectations kind of start feeding our reality. So I don't know how we can take off on that but I thought it would well, be
0: I I th- I think you bring up kind of an interesting point cuz it's kind of like this will go into how I feel like how how yeah. have how we responded in previous races when they hadn't gone our way. I talk oftentimes about my infamous 2016 um Cleveland or Columbus Marathon. And that
1: was the one that I was thinking about with you was hey. the expectations you had for it.
0: They, they were immensely high. They were, you know, unreachable pretty much. And, uh, you know, I, I, things did not go my way early on in that race. And I threw a hissy fit and I didn't finish. And I threw my training out the window and, uh, you know, I, am uh, this makes me sound so weak willed. I kind of feel that way about 2021. Uh, okay. it, honestly, uh, you know, last year, it may be a little different for you because you were training for a fall race. Uh, but last year to be where I was in training for glass city, and then to have the rug just stripped out from under me, I'm sitting here, uh, with, I'm supposed to be training for a race at the end of April. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I, I can't do that again. Like I emotionally, I can't, I don't know how I would get over that. And, uh, you know so i like that's where i don't know how i'm approaching 2021 there's so many scars there's there's so many wounds yet to heal from last year and with so many unknowns you know i so they're not scars yet because we still have unknowns you know there's not not really been any healing at this point um when you're talking about you know big events that you missed uh in 2020 going into 2021 because we don't know what they look like particularly in the spring and uh You know, uh, the Akron Marathon, they had released their um, health guidelines that they're bringing out. And, you know, I understand it. I do. And I agree with it 100%. It's kind of like the city canceled last year. But I don't want to grab a cup of water or Gatorade off of a table. I want to grab that out of, you know, a young kid volunteer's hands. Right. You know, that's that's part of a race for me, like is is the faces of people I don't know who are helping me get through it, not just my runners, but the volunteers and stuff. And it just kind of made me go, am I even excited to run a race this year? Right. Even without having them last year, you would think anything is anything. I I think when we did our um, our uh, staying sane series back when uh, you know, we were under lockdown and stuff. We asked everybody, what are you looking forward to when this is all over? And I think we're re- back then we kind of had this idea that when this was over, it was going to be like ripping off a band-aid and we were gonna right. just go out and fucking party, and um it was just gonna be great. Things were just suddenly gonna get back to normal. And I think we're realizing now that we're still a long ways from getting back to normal, and it's gonna be this. just slog to get there yeah and uh you know i'm like i i don't want to go out and celebrate and run a race like it's not going to feel the same to not have volunteers you know to have a handful of volunteers at a fluid station to um you know to be socially distanced and corrals and stuff like i want to smell the person next to me. I know that's weird, but I think the smell of a start line is just amazing between icy hot sweat and farts. I mean, it just, there's just something (laughs) that smell as awful as it is just makes me happy. And, you know, to not have that, it won't feel like a start line, you know, to have some dude's sweaty arm rubbing up against me. I it's, it's weird, but those are the things that make a race, a race. And to not have that, I, you know, I'm just like, uh i just don't know i I don't i don't know i don't know how to approach this year uh because i i don't know how i feel i feel like i did at the beginning of the columbus marathon in 2016 when things didn't go my way right away Mm -hmm. and it's just you know how am i going to respond and you know i'm kind of trying to devise what that response looks like that is positive instead of just a hissy fit right um but I don't, I just don't know right now. It's something I kind of need to talk out and work with on myself. And you know, we'll kind of get into some of that here in a little bit. Um, some of my ideas to work through um, some of the pain and ideas of uh, this year. Is that relevant to the point you
1: made? Yeah, no, it is. And I think it's, it's one of the things that's so hard about looking at this. I I was talking to a friend about this not too long ago that I have this really weird sort of dual way of looking at things right now, because on one hand, my dad is in the, the age group where he can get his first shot. I think starting next week is when he's eligible to go and sign up and get it. And my mom's a nurse. She's not a frontline nurse, but she's still a nurse. And so uh, as a healthcare worker, she'd be able to get her vaccine pretty early. And I'm looking at it. And it's like, I, in my mind, I don't think I'm going to be able to get one until probably may maybe 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 with a new administration, things get sped up and uh, maybe that'll happen earlier, but it, it's this weird dynamic where the people that I've honestly been most worried about are going to be hopefully protected and good soon. I'm not. And I'm very much aware that until people like me, people like you are able to get those shots, that the normalcy, the true normalcy you and I are craving, it's not there. And so it's really hard to know like what what a race looks like. What later on in the year looks like. I I had seen the Akron Marathon's uh, safety guidelines too, and I looked at them and I thought, like, I had the same thought, like, just how sort of strange some of that seems. And um, you know, hopefully, you know, they do a series. Uh, they do a series, kind of like the the Towpath. Uh, the Kennel Partners do with the Towpath races, so. You know, part of it you can look at and say, like, well, maybe those guidelines are going to be what's in place for earlier races and hopefully buy, like, the actual acronym. No,
0: because they already moved the uh, the start. Uh, they had the start at Stan Hewitt last year, okay. which was amazing. Right. Uh, and they already moved it to uh, downtown. So I okay. don't know what they're doing with the course. I wonder if maybe they're trying to do a loop course. Right. Uh, cause I mean, I think that's something you might see some races do, uh, but I just don't know. And, you know, you brought it up last week, Columbus still hasn't released
1: anything. Yeah. They, they sent, a, anything. they sent another email out today saying we're still not opening anything,
0: which, and see, that's part of what makes me nervous to continue to train for glass city. These fall races are either continuing to have these strict guidelines like Akron has come out with. Uh, and Columbus just isn't doing anything. It's like, right. so glass city, you're really going to tell me that in 90 days, we're good to go. Right. Like I, fi- I find that hard to believe. And right. I, that's just part of, I want it to go on. Not just for me. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to run. I, I, I haven't reached out about a deferral specifically. Um, I did post something on their Instagram. They didn't respond may send an email, um, to see if it's even an option but I, you know, I spent the 70 bucks or something on it in 2019 to register for last year. If I don't run this year, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I just decide to cut my losses and transfer my bib to someone, I'm not going to care. Like that money's been gone for so long. (laughs) Like it doesn't really bother me. Right. But yeah, that is, I, I just don't know. I felt better about spring races, but I think where it's too close to the beginning of the end instead of the end right right and that's where it's just an awkward time for spring races i i don't know i but i don't know what to think about fall races with what akron came out with i just because they know more than we do they're in contact with the health commissioners and stuff sorry i right. kind of went off this isn't really the point of what we're talking about
1: no no, it's uh, really okay because um this yeah. is all talking about
0: the doubt of this year so
1: well, but I think, I think it all goes into a little bit about what we're talking about it you know, and that, you know, when your expectations are that you're not sure, I think it makes it a little bit easier to, to celebrate and go really hard at a race in the fall when maybe you see things start to open up. Like, you know, what I was getting at with Akron wasn't so much like that the course would change, but that some of those safety guidelines might change if by September, we've hit herd immunity, and there's a feeling of like, yes, you can be out, you can be doing things in the general public again, the way we would have been doing in February of 2020. Um, That's what's nice about those guidelines, go really strict early. And then if things are safe, where you can go out and do normal things again, then you can always ease all of those guidelines, you can get volunteers, you can have people at aid stations, you can do those things. Um, It's easier
0: to work backwards than...
1: Exactly. Well, forwards than
0: backwards. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, So I think from that standpoint, it it makes a lot of sense because, uh, you know, I hadn't signed up for a spring race in my mind, I've, I've targeted uh, the usual father's day race that I do. And I actually think that race will happen because they did their race in the fall. They did them with guidelines that were similar to Akron's guidelines. Um, It's a smaller event. And by that point, most people should be vaccinated. So I actually think that event will happen. Granted, it's an event that does not come with the, the you know, the pomp and pageantry of a big race like Cleveland or Glass City or Columbus. Um, so that's kind of where my mind is. And if for some reason that doesn't happen, I won't be crushed. That was just kind of a fun race to do. I'm targeting Columbus. Again, though, we don't know if Columbus is going to happen. Um, you know, So it's just, it's a weird thing because there's that there's expectations and there's the reality of, we just don't know. And I think it's hard to have that going into this with this really long timeline because, you know, as runners, we might go into a race and have a really good training cycle and maybe things just don't work out well. I I always think about the 2012 Cleveland half marathon that I ran Uh, after some really good training, it was an incredibly mild winter. I got solid training in, I felt really good and everything pointed towards a really good race up until about three days before when the weekend's temperature shot through the roof and it was eighties middle of the middle of the day on race day. Um, I got sick right beforehand, so I didn't eat a whole lot. I didn't sleep very well. And I had this disaster of a race and it was one of those, like my expectations had been so, so good, so positive reality to me at all. It's one of the few times I've ever walked on a race course. And I could at least at the end of that, they'll look back and say, okay, race day sucked. Race day was awful. This is, I think it's still to, to this date, the slowest half marathon I've ever run, but I could also look back at a good training cycle and say, Hey, I accomplished a lot. I was consistent. Um, I got my runs in, there's a lot you can build off of. And I was able to take that confidence and roll it into fall training where I, I PR big time in a half marathon. We're at the start of this where we don't know what lies at the end. There is no guarantee of what lies at the end. And that makes it hard. I think to really get behind putting whatever training you want to put in, because you don't know what's at the end of that. And it's, it's frustrating. And yet I would imagine something you're struggling with. Cause I know I'm struggling with is you don't want the frustration to like overwhelm your desire to train because you and I love running. Well, and that's where I've been, honestly, uh back in december is when that
0: started to hit i started mm-hmm. to be like it's time to start ramping up for glass city and i mean i seriously it, i had no will to run like <laughs> i ran less in december than i did in november because i just i thought about it that way mm-hmm. i was think start, as soon as glass city entered the conversation as to why i was going to be running um, it just, it sucked. I actually, my, uh, my wife's cousin, Dean, he runs at uh, a university down uh, in Southern Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. And for some reason, I can't remember the name of the university off the top of my head. Uh, he, he texts me a lot to see if I, if I want to go running with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He texted, he's texted me almost every week to see if I want to run and I'm always like maybe over the weekend. Um, yeah. So last the 12th, he said, Hey, do you want to run together sometime this week? I said, maybe over the weekend, he texts me on Friday. Do you want to run tomorrow? And this was my response. I was just really honest. I was like, not really. <laughs> I'm just not in the running mindset right now. I need to spend some miles by myself to get into it. I appreciate it. They're just struggling with the thought of running right now. I'm struggling with the idea of training for GCM and having it taken it away again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the, the whole, that, that last year, like I'm just, I say, I'm wounded. Sure. I'm just not, I'm an emotional person. I'm, I think you know that if you listen to this podcast and, um, if you know me at all on my personal life and, uh, I, you know, I don't, um, I mean, if you don't think I'm emotional, go back and listen to our, one of our sports episodes from the fall. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> where uh which one was it was that the canceled one when that, that- was the
1: canceled one yeah. you and I went at it
0: yeah yeah go back and listen to that if you think I don't get emotional um yeah. and i you know but i just can't i can't imagine going through that again and so what i'm trying to do though is kind of remove glass city from my fitness um I'm, I've kind of just checked out of the race. I'm definitely not going to PR if I do run. Okay. Um, Like I say, I don't care if I lose my 70 bucks or whatever. Um, But to work through it right now, I just need to get back to working out. And um, I was doing great with just working out until I rolled my ankle in around the corner from my parents' house back in October. Mm -hmm. And that put me on the, that put me on the IL for a few weeks and I just have just struggled to get back since. But, um, but some of that struggle coincided with the thought of, all right, it's time to get going. It was the, it went from like, I'm enjoying doing this to, All right. I have to start training for glass city. I need to start training for glass city. I I get, it got out of the, I'm really enjoying running To, I, it went from I get to run when I get home to I have to run when I get home.
1: and when
0: when you get to that mindset and you're going I have to do this for something that I don't think is going to happen anyways yeah it's a recipe for just bitch fits while you're doing it and it just not no consistency
1: and I completely understand that because I'm I'm right now in the I get to phase Uh, I went out and ran seven miles today and I mean, it was seven really good, hard miles. It was one of those runs where when I started, when I, anytime I run long and today, because I haven't run in a while, even though it was only seven miles that qualified as long for me, Um, usually with my long runs, unless I have something specifically planned, like some sort of cut down run, I pretty much just go and run and whatever effort I start out, I try to maintain and it's never like anything too crazy But there, you know how with a long run, there'll be a run where it's like, you, you can feel that it's kind of easy. And then there's other long runs where you feel like you just happen to be pushing it a little bit more. Today, it was one of those runs where I started and I'm like, man, this just feels like a little bit of a harder effort. And usually when that happens, I just try to maintain it the whole time through. And I did, and I, I ended up running a couple of sub seven miles, which I was really happy to see that I had that, you know, somewhere in there, but I knew I was going to run today and all week leading up to it. I, I was in this like, man, where do I want to go? Where do I want to run? Like what part of the towpath do I want to go to? Like I was eager and like really excited about thinking about where I was going to go. Cause I knew I was going to go somewhere, not just outside my, it is, it's great. It's great to have those different choices to choose from. And I'm blessed with where I live that I've got a lot of different opportunities to, to explore some different areas. And I was genuinely excited about it, but it's the get to phase. It's not the it's not the middle of training where you have that as well as life in general, like going on, where it's like, all right, I just need to get today's run in because it's going to be long. It's going to take two hours. And then I need to get ready for work and go. And um, I'm just kind of enjoying that exploring part now. And um, yeah, you know, so it's like, I, I completely empathize with where you're at because I'm on the other end of it and I'm just enjoying being back out there. And uh, I'm going to start doing my official like training program for the, the father's day race that I'm going to do. And like I said, I think it's going to happen, but even there I am treating it as kind of like an, I get to do this thing. Like I'm not really starting marathon training until sometime in June. So I've got this, this time to just enjoy doing what I've been doing, especially after a year where I haven't done a whole lot. Right. But, um, yeah, when you get to, I mean, cause marathon training, it isn't like running a 10 K or even a half marathon where, You can train for those races and it doesn't really, it doesn't really consume your life. It's a big part of it for sure, but you can train for those races and you can still have some balance marathon training, especially when you start getting into the real thick of it, it's really what your life revolves around. Other things start to kind of have to be put on the back burner. And I've never trained for a race where I wasn't sure that it was going to happen so I can only imagine just the, the uncertainty that's there, the how the hell do I handle this? Um, so I, I have a question for you. You said like, you know, you're not going to PR for glass city.
0: Mm-hmm. Will
1: you, do you is there any part of you that's thinking that you're just going to be happy to show up at a start line, regardless of the conditions right now?
0: I mean, I, I think I would enjoy the event. Mm -hmm. um i would definitely be left wanting more and let's put it this way i i have no idea at this point what my long run up to that race would even be Mm -hmm. (laughs) so because i just don't know i'm i'm gonna try to get myself and keep myself in that get to phase and be it if i throw some i am fortunate to have a job like you i mean we have different lines of work but i'm not sedentary all day yeah um and i get to push really heavy copiers around a lot so i actually do get a pretty good workout at work so despite you know two months two and a half months of not really having a ton of great um working out um i'm not out of shape maybe cardio wise because i'm not putting in like the duration uh i mean i could continue to like i could start marathon training now and still probably have a pretty good race with a slow ramp up and then maybe a a later taper i'd be okay Um, but i just don't i don't know that i want to do that build up so i mean i seriously could go into that race with like my longest run being like 15 miles and just like we're just gonna go easy and kind of approach it like i did in 2019 when i ran akron before i ran columbus where it's just i'm just gonna go slow have fun and finish that's the only goal but uh, that, to me, it's not the same at a start line that way either. There's not the same amp up. Uh, at Akron, I was able to get that because that race means so much to me, you know, being right. so close to Canton. And, you know, I've, I've met people there and made friends there. And always, it's kind of a big celebration for runners in the Akron-Canton area. Glass City's in Toledo. I don't know. Only thing I know about Toledo is Tony Paco's. I don't know anything else about Toledo. Yeah, and that's only because I watch Mash. That's, that's it. That's the only reason I know that about Tony Paco's. I have eaten there once. And I'm—I actually I have a, a, a mug, like a, a beer stein, I bought from there. That's on my desk. It does not get used. It is. It's a souvenir.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, I I had a buddy that went to Toledo, and uh, I know nothing about the city. All I know about Toledo is that half the people in Toledo don't associate themselves with Ohio. They associate themselves more with Michigan. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, it makes me think that we should have just allowed the state to have it back in that, like, militia skirmish in the 1800s. No,
0: there's a lot of good people up there, though. I mean, I know – okay, so I do know one girl. Her name is Erin. Okay. This is really cool. So when we went on our cruise April of 2019 or March of 2019 whenever it was it was April. Um my wife and I joined a Facebook group for that specific cruise that week oh. on that ship. Right. And uh it was a really active group. I'm kind of disappointed because we have one booked for November this year but I I think some of it's kind of the same thing as I'm talking about with training where it's not real active. It's kind of quiet. I think everybody's just so sick of their shit getting canceled that it's like, let's not even try to make this, this special right now. I'll believe it when I'm fucking there. Right. Um, But we, so this group, it was super fun and awesome. And we got, we, we were very active, especially me because I you know do more of the social media stuff than my wife. All she does is just, office Shits Creek and, uh, parks and rec memes. <laughs> and that's I yes. mean, basically my wife's whole social media existence. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that, but I actually want to, one of the people from there that I still keep in touch with. I mean, I keep in touch with like probably 12 people that I met in that group and on that cruise.
1: Okay. And yeah. one
0: of them, her name is Erin, and she lives up in Toledo and she's cool as fuck. So don't even threaten to send her to the state of. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. She's cool. And Tony Pacos, and we have Jamie Farr. Like, don't fuck with Jamie Farr. Like, let's just let's let's leave Toledo alone.
1: I uh, I completely do understand where you're coming from with with a vacation on top of all this because i know you had one canceled last year and the week um,
0: after glass city
1: yeah yeah like you had this great week great two or three weeks planned and just man you got a hose and that was early in it too so like there wasn't a whole lot of time to really wrap your head around Uh things i was actually like i was going through our old podcast episodes on instagram just looking at like some of the topics we talked about and um I found the one that was, you know, the, the panic at the podcast episode. And that was March 13th of last year. And then, you know, glass city for you. And then your, your cruise were all going to be in April. And it's like, man, and things just changed. So yeah. damn, so damn fast.
0: Well, I mean, I had that, the run that I, I'll net, it's a training run. I have two training runs. I'll never forget uh, in my life. And one was, I think it was for 2015 Columbus, which is my PR to date. Uh, And I just, it was just negative splits the whole way and just felt so effortless. And I mean, negative splits down to like low sevens. And I, I mean, that was right at where I was going to be for my PR and uh, you know, just left me certain that I was going to PR that year, which I should have. It was my third full, but then I had my last long run that I ran for Glass City last year, which was 18 miler, mm-hmm. and in uh, my last mile was sub seven. And I, I mean, I finished the run, and I felt like I just started. Like I was like, how the hell did I do that? Negative splits, and I ran like a 6:43 last mile. I think my last two miles might have been sub seven. And Mm -hmm. that's not where I am from a training perspective. I was just, and I didn't realize it. And I just, I wasn't even looking at my watch like the entire time, except for distance. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the next day, I, uh, you know, kind of going back to that episode, it might've been like this day, might've been like a week before we recorded that, but I happened to be at the university of Toledo for work. And we were in the glass bowl where the race was supposed to finish and it just it felt like somehow prophetic and uh you know then we know how quickly things escalated and yeah yeah so it's yeah it sucks and the the cruise thing i think we i don't the hardest part about about that was trying to break it to our kid like we, we we really tried to soften the blow on that god damn it this got depressing but I guess it lets you into a little bit of why I'm so gun shy to start training for a marathon again.
1: Yeah. I um, what, what's, what's weird about that is that we've been going to the Outer Banks. My family's been going to the Outer Banks now since I was a senior in high school. So it's been, I think this upcoming year will be like 20, 21 years that we've been doing it. And uh, we had, we had all decided, like before any of this happened last year, we had decided that we weren't going to go. It was just kind of like, everybody from like a money standpoint, which is like, eh, it's really not the right year to do it. Like let's hold off. Um, And so we made that decision. So we were very relieved when we saw what happened that, you know, we weren't going, but what's funny is the Outer Banks actually had like, it's best business year since like 2005, just because everybody needed such a, they needed a fucking vacation. Yeah. And so we, we booked a place this year and like, I, I'll tell you what, we're, we just crossed over to like the, less than nine months we're going. i think like the we're going labor day weekend is when we're going to head down and um that's one of those things like outside of a hurricane and i'm knocking on every piece of wood that i can find around me right now (laughs) um it's one of those things like i i can breathe a little easy because i know it's going to happen because god knows i desperately need it oh my god do i need a vacation
0: dude we uh So we we had our cruise canceled in uh, April. And we rebooked for September. And I remember talking to you. Yeah. At one point, may I remember that when we thought the fall might be kind of normal?
1: I, I specifically remember <laughs> you saying, I think fall's going to be kind of normal. And you okay, know, I
0: didn't say I think it was going to be. I said, we don't know what the fall looks like. It's so far away. I was no, 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 you're right. somewhat optimistic. No, no, you
1: were. It wasn't, you positive. weren't like, you weren't being like, you know, pie in the sky, like, right. oh my God. it'll be perfect it'll be great it was just like this hey it could be more normal and what's funny is that in a lot of ways it was in a lot of ways fall was more normal like that's what what's so weird about all this is that we're at the point now like lockdown was truly abnormal and weird once we got past lockdown there's not a whole lot that's gone on that hasn't been like normal outside. If you have to wear a mask everywhere, and there's certain things that haven't come back, you can't go and watch an Indians game. You couldn't go and watch a Buckeyes game. But we've largely done what we've wanted to do, and just sort of shrugged our shoulders and gone, eh. Really okay. sucks that people are dying. Yeah. I, don't say we. <laughs> no, no, not not we. Not like you and me. I'm yeah. collectively as a society.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, I think for me, it's been that I've, you know, just kind of gotten used to it. I think it was easier over the summer, but anyways, I was, I was saying we, so we had our cruise canceled in, uh, in April, then we had our cruise canceled in September. And I was like, okay, we're not doing this again. Um, so I said, November, 2021, that gives us maybe the best, the earliest chance that I can kind of feel like we might a little bit <laughs> the all the like little asterisks i'm throwing on this as close as we can get to guaranteeing that we're going to be able to go yeah. in some way shape or form and uh so we we did it for november of this year um and but what and then we got an email like i think three weeks later that that cruise was canceled because they the the crew sign had um sold off some ships and gotten rid of some ships um just for financial reasons um so they had to move the fleet around our ship was impacted so we had to rebook again but we rebooked on the carnival mardi gras which is like their newest ship that hasn't even sailed with passengers yet it has a fucking roller coaster on it And we have extra time to save up a ridiculous amount of money to make this a vacation. We never forget. Right. And you know, it's, you know, you were asking about that start line feeling this, the feeling of getting on that boat, I am going to cry my fucking eyes out. Yeah. You know, seeing my son be able to go on the trip that we had booked for over a year and waited for it. And I think our countdown got down to like 27 days before it was canceled. We knew weeks before it was officially canceled, it was going to be, but you know, we, we were that close. Like our countdown was right there. We'd waited. I I think it started at almost 400 days and we got down to that. And um, you know, my wife and I had to work really hard to pay it off and Mm -hmm. And we made it happen, and then it was, you know, obviously not ideal circumstances. So I can't wait for a race to feel like that cruise is going kind to of feel. hoping we can go on the cruise. We already have a ton of money for it. I mean, all the credits and shit they threw at us, but right? We, we want even more. Like freaking swim with dolphins and shit. <laughs>
1: That's
0: expensive. It's like 200 bucks a person.
1: I think i'm gonna skydive this year
0: so i really need you to hit the top link on our link tree so i can do that
1: okay not me specifically you're talking to list. i'm
0: talking okay the second to top link actually the top link would help me get there um this <laughs> second one just, just click it um you want to go skydiving this year so I, did this know. turn into a little bit of a what are we doing this year not running wise i'm cool with that
1: Yeah, no, well, you know, what's funny is you mentioned like how you're gonna, you're gonna cry when uh, you get onto that ship. And it it did get me thinking about like, just the number of things that we have cut out. Like, you know, I've got friends that still go out a lot. I had been going out largely like kind of like off times, but I had been going out to like restaurants and some bars um, right up until like late September. My mom got sick and um, it all got sorted out. She's fine but it was something that she dealt with for about two months and like she was sick for two months. That's going to weaken your immune system. And it was at that point where I'm like, eh, I'm not going to mess with this because I don't want to possibly give her COVID when she's in a weakened state. And like that pretty much became when I shut things down and I really haven't done much socially at all since. Um, And so like, I have been thinking about like some of those things that I'm going to do, like, you know, a vacation, which is something I could have done last year, but just how much more meaningful it's going to be, at the end of this year, like you know, the, the the third or fourth quarter of this year, when we're hopefully like almost back to like almost normalcy, like how great that's gonna feel, how how great it's gonna feel to walk into my first Indians game at some point when you can do that again, how great it's gonna feel, like I'm gonna ball my eyes out when I'm in a, in a, a first truly race start line, you know, Columbus yeah. this fall, whatever spring race I do next spring you know, when I'm there finally, and I'm just, I'm not just talking like a race. I'm talking a normal race, the sort of race we would have run this time two years ago. When you're, Um, when you're like hugging strangers at the end, because
0: they pulled you the last four miles of the race. Oh my God. You can't do that this year.
1: I I still think about uh, the 2018 Cleveland marathon. My, my real big marathon breakthrough. Um, I was trying to get into the start corral. um, You got a free entry that year. I I did get a free entry from, from a very, a very nice gentleman who gave me away his free entry. Um, Thank you for that. Um, But I remember getting to the star corral and um, getting in like under the tape or whatever. And I hear my name and I look at, it's one of my old high school friends. Like we just randomly happened to be in the same place and she gave me this hug and it's like, that can't happen right now. Right. That's one of the, like, that's one of those random chance meetings you crave that that, like make a race just a little bit better under normal circumstances. And it's something that can't happen right now. So it's like, I do find myself thinking about some of those more meaningful moments that we took for granted two years ago that eventually like not when things start to open up, but I'm talking full on, we're back to normal. Just how much more meaningful is going to be. I'm going to be an emotional wreck. Like you're of the two of us, you are the more emotional person. But when my emotions sneak up on me, like I, I am as emotional and there are going to be those moments that I'm going to, I'm going to be, are going to be catching me here in the next 12 months where it's like, holy shit, this is the first time I've been able to do this sense and it's going to hit me. And there's just going to be just kind of this weird sort of exhilaration and yet sadness at the same time um, that I'm very much looking forward to but it's like, we're all going to look so weird, like getting emotional at these things that two years ago would have been like, what, why? Right.
0: All the things we took for granted and yeah. we can enjoy them. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think the first, I think it was the first marathon I ran, which was Cleveland 2014. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a, when I crossed the finish the only stranger, I think I've only hugged one stranger. I think I've shaken a lot of hands. I may have like, you know, dapped up on uh, somebody that I finished a race with or something, but never like an all out hug. But the lady who gave me my medal at my first full. I hugged the shit out of her. And I can't wait for that. My and my wife has handed out medals at Cleveland and watching right. You know when I loved doing like the 10 K or the half and then going and watching her hand out medals. Right. um, Her time. And, you know, seeing that same reaction, but seeing it from afar and, you know, just getting to, you know, like she never got sick of handing out those hugs, Mm -hmm. you know, just being able to tell somebody you did it. Congratulations. I mean, when these people are accomplishing something, they never thought they would, they may never do again all the work that they put in to get there, you know, all the work that's so tough. I mean, it's so tough to put in that I'm sitting here debating if I want to do it or not. Yeah. To be able to like fully celebrate that with, with strangers the proper way. I mean, we're getting closer. I know this has been kind of like a back and forth episode where it's been kind of depressing and kind of hopeful, but you know, I think we're we're processing emotions. I think this is important to realize. Like, we are processing emotions and circumstances that we've never had to process before in our lives, like this, Co- especially collectively. You're right. You know, there's been yeah injuries. I'm coming back from injury, or you know that that would probably be the most relatable. But collectively, we're all going through this together. And I, and I think that's part of what makes it so difficult to process sometimes. And it's circumstances that are beyond our control. Injuries are, you know, in some, to some extent within our control, you know, through smart training, strengthening and flexibility and mobility. And, um, man, I can't wait to just talk about those things again, but
1: yeah, no kidding.
0: Um, like, I I don't know. It's it. it's just weird because it does feel like we're getting closer, but it still I we want to be hopeful because we are getting closer to the end of this. We are getting closer to the moments you talked about. Right. But we're still wounded. And and so that's what makes this time so perplexing. And um,
1: it's an interesting situation too, because you know, I think before before vaccines were reality. We were all dealing with the same thing but it was like well there's not much else we can do so this is it you know we deal with it as best we can we we you know as you say at the end of our podcast we stay safe and we stay clean and we stay away from people as much as we can and you know don't don't overdo it don't lose those connections but you know you have to do these things right now to to mitigate the risks and now the vaccines are here And, you know, we're, we're a society that's very much about, um, we're very instant gratification. And it's like, I want it. Like I have friends in their Instagram feeds that are like, got my first shot. And I'm like, God damn, I want one. I I, and that's just it. Like, there's no, there's no snapping our fingers. Uh, there's no, you know, if you haven't been able to get a vaccine yet, like you just got to wait your turn and it's going to be a while. And I think that's part of what's making it so hard is like, I am seeing people that are getting it. And I understand that their lives aren't going to, they're going to be kind of on the opposite end of it and that they're going to have the vaccine, but it isn't like all the things that we're talking about are going to be open to them because until everybody or, you know, whatever group you need to get to herd immunity all gets it like true normalcy isn't resuming, but you're seeing people getting it. It's like, I, I really want to be there too. And, it's just, it's hit me in the last couple of weeks as I've seen my parents get to that point where they're about to get theirs. It's like, man, my time feels so far away. So, you know, we've related this to
0: a marathon many times. And, you know, I think we've talked about, you know, maybe a month or two ago, we were like, we're at mile 20 now. Well, now we are at like mile 23 of the Cleveland marathon when you're, before they moved it to Detroit and you were coming down the Shoreway and and you can see downtown yeah and it never gets closer
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so true the same thing
0: happens at columbus too yes Um, i I mean you see downtown and you're like uh, i mean it's the worst i just don't want to see it i don't want to see where my finish line is and uh and it just that's when you start looking at your watch just every 10th of a mile like oh my god it was only a 10th of a mile and and that's that's the point of this that we're at isn't it i mean even the way we're talking about it feels that way yeah like i mean this really is the the point where you're you're like i i know i know my finish line is over there i know i only have 3 turns to go oh my god how do i still have 5k left like that that's that's where we're at and um it's exciting because we are there that close we hope we have to see how the vaccine not just how many people take it but how long you know are people immune to the virus or is it just eliminating symptoms are you know people still transmitting there's so much still to know because we we didn't go through the I mean, the, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking
1: for. It didn't exist a year ago. Right. Like truly it didn't exist a year ago. Um, It does seem like it's working and it does seem like it's working at the rates that they're talking about it working at. And it it seems like it also does attack the new variants, which is good. Um, You know, the, 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 probably the one big question that we're going to be left with is just going to be, is it is it long-term immunity or is it more like a flu shot? And I'm okay with either one. Like, I don't, if I gotta get a, I got my flu shot this year. If I've got to get a COVID shot every year, I don't give a shit. You know, I I've given up so much. We've all given up so much. Those of us that haven't lost anybody have, you know, have given up a lot. You know, you and I are lucky. You and I really haven't faced the effects that a lot of people have. And we're very much aware of that. Um, but it's like, I, I don't care what I have to do, whether it's, whether it's a booster or it's lifelong immunity, whatever you tell me I got to do, I'll inject the microchip every time. <laughs> Sheep. So well, the one thing uh, I'm going to give you
0: this and then I'm going to, I'm going to send this out. So, um, one thing that I'm trying to do in an effort to, um, maybe not focus as much on glass city training, but just focusing on bettering myself as I'm trying to get back you know, really get back into a habit of it. You and I discussed this uh, last week off air. Um, And I don't know if it's really a challenge, but it takes 28 days to develop a habit. And so I'm starting now, but I'll carry it on. Uh, I'm starting today because I worked out today. I I, I think we just want to, you know, a simple challenge to work out every day for the month of February. Um, You know, whether that's like, for what, what did we say last week
1: as far as what
0: like working out wise
1: i i said that i wanted you um, won't do a run streak i won't no because i just i simply know that i need i simply know that i need a couple of days in a month where i don't have to run but really one of the things that's more meaningful to me as far as coming back from injuries is daily mobility right so that's that's my challenge
0: So I think we want, we wanted to do like at least two miles or 20 minutes of working out every day. Yeah. And that, so that's kind of my focus. You know, I don't think it has to be, it's just get the body in motion every day and just, and I think simplifying it to that too, where I'm not focusing on a long run or mileage or anything like that. Like I'm just not going to be there right now. I just can't. I, I meant to, I, if you've heard me talk, if you've listened to the rest of this episode, you can understand that I'm not a person who is going to be able to just go out there and marathon train right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to move myself forward in my in my fitness journey in my in my which is part of my running journey. And so um, 28 days to create a habit. February's is 28 days long man ain't that perfect
1: it is
0: so yeah well i had fun tonight adam i tell you what for not having any show prep at all i thought this was pretty damn good
1: you and i can knock it out with the
0: best of them yeah we sure can that's what she said so uh i'll uh i'll talk to you next week again congratulations to um adam wren and his new uh son clive Oh my gosh, what a name, named after C.S. Lewis, their favorite author, who also happens to be mine. And Evanston, Indiana, or Evanston is the middle name uh, for Evanston, Indiana, their favorite place. Never been there, perfect Indiana. So um, Adam will know if you listen to us, if you retweet this. Uh, or come on here so we can make fun of you for a pile of clothes that you left in the corner of your room on MSNBC. But for now, to everybody, Adam, I'll see you next week. I'll talk to you next. I might see you next week. Um, Stay safe, stay clean, stay home, and enjoy your miles, everybody. Where's the end record button? (laughs)